the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, Colorado's conservative podcast, providing insight and thought-provoking discussions on Colorado's most critical policy issues. Let's join George Brockler and Michael Fields for today's edition. Welcome to Advanced Colorado's Rundown. My name is George Brockler. This here is... Michael Fields. Michael Fields. Welcome uh, to another episode. Frankly, these things have been pretty awesome. I've learned a bunch myself. I think that streak is going to continue because we have a pretty special guest on with us right now. Do you want to introduce him, Michael? Sure. Uh, Mike Kopp with Colorado Concern, uh, former lawmaker, uh, very uh, important person here in the policy world in, in Colorado. And so it's great to have you, Mike. Well, that's really nice. Thank you, George, Michael. I'm really happy to be visiting with you guys. Let, let me say this, though, to begin. The legislator piece, yeah, I get it. The head of a big organization, yeah, you know, dad, that's a big deal. But there's something that's pretty awesome that uh, I want you to talk <laughs> about just a little bit, and that is your affiliation with the best of the branches of the military. <laughs> that is right, 100%. United States Army, 82nd Airborne Division. Um, trained at the 75th Ranger Regiment. So very proud of the Army roots and thank you too for your service, George. Oh man, that's, believe me, buddy, you have done it. So uh, thank you for that. Um, You um, and your organization have done some pretty awesome work on an issue that I think we're all starting to feel and we're all going to feel a lot more here in the next year or so. Talk to us about it. Yeah, I will. So we released the study uh, concerning what homeowners and renters and business owners across the state are going to be seeing in their tax bills. They've already started to see these in their tax bills. And, and basically, from a, from a statewide perspective, the statewide average, you're going to see about a 20% property tax increase for both residential and commercial properties for next year. And, you know, that gets passed if you're a renter of a home or, you know, an apartment or a renter in a business situation, you know, we all know those costs get passed right on through to everybody. One of the, you know, one of the tricky parts about property taxes that um, it can be a little bit difficult for people to track, you know, it's, it's not something that you're reminded about every time you go to the grocery store and pay a tax for, for example, but yeah, we, we commissioned um, a team of, uh, economists to take a look at where we were headed uh, in terms of property tax rates. They're going to they're going to skyrocket, and um, you know I suppose rising taxes and rising properties, in a sense, may not be news. But when you look at the numbers and you look at what is happening here against the the overall backdrop of housing unaffordability in the state of Colorado, um, you know massive gentrification in places like Denver you realize that really what we're doing is we're, we're beginning to price people out of, of the market and in a way make it more difficult for more people to get into the middle class. And so uh, I'll pause there, but that's really what drew us into the, to the study. And it's, it's an important study. 
Um, and I hope people will take a look at this and um, will find that they're equally concerned about the direction that we're going if, if no action is taken. For people that don't know or don't track it enough, how often do people get punched hard with the increase in property values and the property tax piece? Well, so we all get, we all pay our tax bill, uh, property tax bill every other year. Uh, notices are going out, um, have been going out and, and are going out now. That'll be effective in um, the new year, 2023, next year. Uh, and as I say, that will then create this average 20% increase. And so um, the way that we look at that is, you know, it's easy to kind of look at this stuff and go, well, that's sort of arcane and interesting. But I mean, it's, it's for too many people, it's, it's basically wage erosion. I mean, you know, people aren't making, getting a, a 20% raise, you know, true, typically true. in a year. Um, but it's accepted, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right. So, um, but that's when it, that's when it will be for, and, and the way that we, I don't know if you were getting to this point, George, but, but basically the way property taxes are calculated have to do with not just the tax rate. We all know there's a tax rate, but the value of the property that's being um, assessed that the assessor is looking at. And with, with the values rising in Colorado, the way they are, we're headed to about a 600 and, you know, north of $600,000 average home value over the next few years here. Um, what that, what that means without changes is you're going to see your, your property tax bills just climb uh, very rapidly as a result of that. Mike, you talked about, um, you know, the fact that these are, are going up and it's going to go up pretty soon. Uh, I think I know the answer, but is there any kind of end in sight on this, you know, in your guys study, I know you did several years. Is this something that's going to continue uh, to, to explode as time goes on? Well, it appears so, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, we did a run that that only goes out, uh, you know, in the 2025 timeframe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, we were pretty, you know, I guess pointed in our reason for doing that. It's It gets very difficult to project beyond that. But, I mean, we all do see the, the mega trend. Uh, in Colorado, which is which is population growth, uh, we everybody believes the demographer and everybody else believes that the population is continue going to continue to rise. And and you um, you compare that to the number of new homes that we're building, you know, new new doors that we're putting into place, and we're way behind right now. And so you know, our economists had to take a look partially at that function and look ahead, and you know, make some judgments about where they think that is going to be. And after this period of time, you know, like I said, the next four or five years, it becomes a little bit more difficult. Um, I suspect that it's, that it's possible that some of the price pressure is a little understated, even in our study, Um, just because of the supply chain shortages that we see labor shortages that we see in, in getting homes built and, you know, across the construction industry. So we're behind now. Uh, I suspect that we may even be a little bit more behind next year when we look back uh, than we anticipated and, you know, potentially even going forward. So, yeah, it, it, I guess the, the point of your question is, will this persist? It appears that it will persist. 
you think about small businesses, uh, you know, which is a huge driver of our economy. We're trying to build back after the pandemic. I guess what is what do these large increases mean to to these small businesses in Colorado? It's a really good question. Uh, you know, the businesses uh, come in all shapes and sizes. You know, more than ninety percent of the people in Colorado are employed by a small business. So, you know, I was talking to one business owner who said that uh, small business said that his uh, rent on a square foot basis and his property tax on a square foot basis are now equivalent. That that's just kind of a picture of where things are going. People think of, you know, taxes as sort of a nuisance. It's a little bit, you know, a little bit on top of what you pay. No, now it's, now it's equal in some cases. So it's, it has a real impact on an employer's ability to pay the wages that, you know, people need to live on, <laughs> to live on, which, you know, obviously first and foremost includes a home. So, so really the, the business piece and the residential piece really fit together. I mean, it, it all goes together. These pressures are hitting everybody and, you know, from a, we're a business organization. So we do look at it from the standpoint of maintaining an economic advantage as a state. Um, we're worried about that, but we're also worried about, uh, uh, you know, workers having places to live, places that they can afford and preferably places where they can build equity and begin to build, you know, a long-term future in the state of Colorado. Are, are we um, different than other states, if you've had a chance to look, I mean, are we different than other states in the way that we're built and how we're experiencing this, or is everybody going through this? There's a lot. There's a there. There's several states that are going through this. In fact, Montana, interestingly, has a similar um, measure headed for their ballot this fall. Um, and you know, it's another Western state that is seeing rapid growth, the way uh, Colorado is. But there are. A, quite a number of states actually that have put in place some type of growth limitation in terms of how much property tax can grow on a year over year basis. Some are Republican states, some are democratic states, some are sort of swing. Um, you know, it, everybody handles it a little bit differently depending on sort of their, their local approach to funding. Um, so we've really taken uh, I would say that a better part of 18 months to look at what other states are doing as we try to size up the scale and scope of our own problem here. Uh, You talked about measures in other states is there a fix for Colorado and if there is one and I got a sneaking suspicion you guys have, have put something out there what is it and how do we do this? Yeah, so we're working on a with the bipartisan team uh, in the legislature, um, actually to initiate a measure to send it out to the voters this fall, and we filed that with uh, Democrat Representative Alex Valdez and Republican uh, Colin Larson, both members of the House, and they really agreed with us that relief we need to bring relief to property taxpayers in the state before we see this. 20% hike next year, and then it will grow from there. And essentially what it does is it puts an upper limit um, of inflation or 3% um, regarding uh, the amount of property tax increase that you can have on a year-over-year basis. So, you know, as I said earlier, you have assessments um, every two years. That's the cycle. So what that would mean is as 
as an upper limit, you'd have 6% growth. Um, you know, compare that to the 20% that we're going to get in this next cycle alone. And so we're, um, we're moving through the process right now. There's a lot of moving parts to getting these things on the ballot as you both would be very familiar with. Um, and so hopefully we can get, get through that process with something that is very easy for voters to um, read and understand. It's a very complicated subject. There's no doubt. And um, as soon as we get through that process, then we'll get out to the voters and begin to make our case. And hopefully we can find uh, enough people to sign a petition, help us get it on the ballot for the fall election. Yeah. And we know how, uh, how tough that whole process can be, but uh, it is a, a rewarding thing that in Colorado you can have measures be brought to the people, have people vote on them uh, and, and sometimes pass them. So uh, I think one thing that you said in uh, your study in that outlook section uh, you talked about uh, making sure that there's a balance between the needs of taxpayers and the needs of the community. And I think uh, a proposal like this, uh, you know, is something that does that because these local uh, property taxes do go to these important services. Uh, but the fact that, you know, they can have these runaway uh, tax increases that, that can hurt people, that there has to be a balance there. So uh, we would love to, to have you back on it sometime to talk about this or another issue uh, and appreciate your leadership on it. Well, thank you very much. It's going to take a lot of interested people uh, if we're going to see this succeed. But on that note, you're you're right. We really we really try to take a holistic picture. The needs. What are the needs of the local government? What are the needs of of taxpayers and of businesses so our economy thrives? So people can stay in their homes and build equity and assets for their family. I mean, so important. And um, we think we've struck a good balance. Uh, there, just as a, a closing thought here, because local governments could always, if, if they felt they needed to have more revenue than what this, what this would allow, you know, in other words, more than 6% growth um, in, a, in a cycle, then they could always go and ask the voters for an increase of the mill levy. And right. districts do that all the time. And voters, uh, if they feel like the need is worthy, they approve it. If they disagree, then they, then they don't. So it'll be, a, it'll be a pretty dynamic environment that I think um, creates a much better balance than we have now. Well, I'm, I'm hopeful you guys are successful, but I'm anxious to hear what the other uh, opposition says, what the opponents might say as to, hey, we have to have some pause on this. We just don't know yet, but uh, we'll see as this thing progresses. Mike Kopp, uh, thank yep. you for this. Thank and, you, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, we, we look forward to having you on again, uh, probably not at a bar this time. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we should be so lucky. <laughs> thank time. you guys both. Appreciate that a lot. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, uh, go to your local podcasting platform, the one that I use is Google. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the millions of others out there. Download it, subscribe to it, share it with your listener base, with your friends, with your family, and let's get this thing going. You've been listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, brought to you by Advanced Colorado, the conservative thought leader, driving dialogue and solutions to Colorado's most critical policy issues. Find them at advancecolorado.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.